Um, so, for those of you guys that don't know, we are in the middle of our Immerse series, which means we immerse ourselves in a book of a Bible. Um, and so we are in the middle of it, and we are um, immersed in James. Uh, and so we have an Instagram challenge where, uh, starting last week, we will post on our, um, on our Instagram, at, at Unite Mansfield. Um, we post on there every day. A challenge. There's a scripture from James, and then there's a challenge for you to think about what that question is and then post your answer to that. Um, and we've had some great, 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 honest responses. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do during the day is just to kind of refresh and, uh, and look for that hashtag and to see what everybody is posting. Uh, we've had one breakout group that has just owned it this week, that um, the majority of their um, people in their breakout group has has posted and so uh, we really didn't know how to give out like a, a prize because the answers are so honest and they're so open so you don't want to be like well this answer is much better than this answer um, and so we're just going to give out a participation award to our 10th grade girls group um, because they they rocked it um, and this kind of serves yeah give me a round of applause and uh, this serves just kind of as a hey this week's a new week. You can join the challenge at any time. So if you have Instagram, uh, you want to follow us at Unite Mansfield. <clears throat> and then um, the questions are already on the back of your handout. So you can start thinking about your answers. Um, and so wait, so tonight uh, they will get these pixie sticks for theirs because, uh, so Lindsay and I, confession, we're walking around Walmart. And we're like, what do we give them? Like, what is this? So we're going to say thanks for your pics. They were really awesome. So um, you will get these at your breakout group. So let's give them a round of applause again, too. Um, so it's never too late to join. You can join the challenge at any time. If you want to catch up, uh, you need to read, James, the whole chapter one and whole chapter two, which you guys is like two pages. So um, you probably read more on social media and at school today than you would um, read with that. And so um, join us. Read those two chapters. Jump along. Uh, we're starting chapters three and four. Uh, tonight I'm just going to give you a brief overview of chapters three and four. And again, all throughout the week, we are going to give you just little bits of scripture through this challenge. This is, this is all chapters three and four. This is every single scripture from there. So you can really start looking at that. And by the end of next week, we would have read the whole book of James, which is an amazing, incredible book. I love, love, love the book of James, and I shared that with you last week. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible, um, and the book of James is really known as kind of an instruction manual on how to live a Christian life. It's a how-to book, and so I hope that all last week or as you read chapters one and two, you're like, okay, yeah, this is what I need to do. This is how I need to change. These are the things I need to focus on, and tonight is not any different. Um, tonight, we're going to really focus on the word no, not N-O, but K-N. N-O-W. No. And knowing means just to be familiar with, having an understanding and developing a relationship and being aware. So knowing, knowing, knowing. And the book of James in chapters 3 and 4 give us three different things to focus on tonight. And I've just kind of lumped them all together. Um, so the three different no's that we need to have. And you can follow along on your handout. There's a pen on the other side of your chair. So if you want to just go back there. Uh, there's plenty of room for notes. <clears throat> and go ahead. This is your first one. To know your word. So uh, the focus of um, chapters 3 and 4, one of the first things you need to really focus on is knowing your words. So I'm going to be honest with you, James um, is one of my favorite books because it's one of those things where it's like, hey, Amanda, listen up, here's the thing. Um, and this is the part that gets me the most. Um, if I, when I, when I sin, it's mainly grounded in the fact that I don't know my words. 
that I use words that are hurtful or I think words that are not important. And um, I just don't, I don't stay ahead of the game when it comes to my words. And uh, James chapter 3, verses 7 through 10 says this. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With a tongue, we can praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we can curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praising and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. So the scripture talks about how that good words can come out of our mouths and bad words can come out of our mouths. And I'm not talking just about four-letter words. You can stream along a whole sentence that can be some pretty bad, damaging words, right? We have been given that ability. Now, it would have been so much easier if God um, created us just to be able to say the most wonderful, beautiful things in the whole wide world, right? But God gave us free will and free speech, gave us the ability to say whatever we want and however we want to say it. And with that comes a great responsibility. This scripture talks about how with the same mouth we can praise the Lord our God and then we can curse our brothers and sisters. We can sit here and we can, we can be in this moment and say, here's my heart, Lord, and here I am. And, and when prayers are happening, you can just be, yes, yes. And uh, you can go to breakout groups and say the exact right words that you know you should be saying. And then through all of that, you can be texting your friends some horrible things. Right? Through all of that, you can be thinking some horrible thoughts. You can go home and be disrespectful to your parents or to your siblings. These are, this is a great responsibility that we've been given. We are responsible for our words. We need to know our words and we need to own our words. Part of knowing your words is to be able to say, I said that. I said that. These are my words. Last week we learned about uh, James 1.19 and how it says to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. I promised you I'd bring this back up, right? That we need to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. That's about taming your tongue. It's about knowing what to do. This is how you can know your words. When you are quick to listen and slow to speak, you're able to figure out what you want to say. I had the great pleasure uh, this week to film um, video announcements for worship. And I'm just going to let you guys know a little secret on how that works. Um, I got to stand. I had to stand on a step. And I had a little podium like this, and there was a teleprompter with a script right in front of me. You think it looks supernatural up there with Pastor David or, or Leanne just standing there, and it's like, hey. But, and it is, and it's supernatural, but all the words that happen are just right there on the screen. And so I had to sit there, and it would scroll. And at first, it was super fast. So it would scroll up, and I'm like, Ooh! like it was so hard to keep up. So I had to keep slowing down. And I had to think about each and every word that I was saying, because when you're filmed, you have to speak slower than you really, you usually speak. You have to really be intentional about, about pronouncing words the right way and really putting emphasis on certain things. And I was like, man, how cool would it be if we had a teleprompter in our life, right? Like we had this whole film crew that would follow us and be like, no, don't say that. Don't, don't say that or say it this way. But we don't. We are given the responsibility to speak our own words, to use our words, to own our words. Are the words that you are using 
reflecting who you truly are? Are the words that you are using reflecting who you are truly are? Think about what that looks like. Because the words in the scripture have told us that the words that we use um, towards somebody else is really you're directing it towards Christ because we're all created in God's image. So think about the last hateful thing that you said, either in a text message or uh, through Snapchat or just to somebody's face, the most evil thing that you have said recently. And then just picture that person being in the image of God, being in the image of God, those words that you say are directed towards somebody that was made in the image of God? Are the words you are using reflecting who you truly are? Is it a good reflection of who you are? The second thing to know is to know your God. Know your God. That's the second blank. James 4.8 says this. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinner. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. I love this scripture. It says, come close to God. Come close to God. Draw close to God, and God will come close to you. This scripture talks about a tug of war that we are in in our life between the world and God. And you can come close to the world, or you can come close to to God, and that's an everyday, every moment situation that we have to put ourselves in. Right now, right where we are, do you know God? Do you draw close to God? Are you ready to be close with God? What does that look like to you? I want to believe that this challenge that we're putting forth for you is something that can help you come close to God, for you to kind of do a little bit of an inventory to figure out what that looks like. To come close to God means to be intentional about your words, about your actions, about your thoughts, about what you do on a day-to-day basis. Do you take the time to see that Instagram to say, read James 2, 1 through 8? And do you read James 2, 1 through 8? Or do you go, hey, no, I'm going to go straight to the question because I got this. Draw close to God and God will draw close to you. What that means is that, that God is always there. God is always there. God never leaves your side. But it's up to you to draw close to God because you can keep turning your back through your words and through your actions and through your situations. Draw, Come close to God, and God will come close to you. It's important to know that, that you can know about God but not truly know God. You can know about God and still not know God. You can know about the person sitting next to you. We're really good with names sometimes. Oh, I know your name, and I know your name, and I know your name. I think you're a freshman. I think you go to this school. But to know somebody is completely different. Completely different. Think about your breakout groups for a moment. Do you know about each other, or do you know each other. The words that I used earlier about about what knowing means, right? That knowing means to be familiar, to have an understanding, an understanding to develop a, a relationship, to be aware. Are you developing that relationship? Are you familiar with who God is? Do you have an understanding? Are you aware of God or do you know about God? Come close to God and God will come close to you. The last one is to know your heart. Know your heart. 
And the scripture that goes along with this is a, it's a long scripture, um, but it's James 3, 13 through 18, and this is what it says. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous, and if there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find and discover evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. So in the scripture, I said these words, and think about what these words are right now, and think about whether or not these words describe your heart. Are you listening? Jealous, selfish, boasting, lying, humility, peace, loving, gentleness, sincere, righteousness. What are your identity traits? What identifies you? What does your heart look like? What makes your heart your heart? Now, not what are the answers that I'm looking for, not what should it be, but what makes your heart your heart? Do you know the condition of your heart? Do you know the condition of your heart? Knowing your heart does not mean making your heart completely right to know it that way. Our condition of our heart right now may not be what it needs to be. No, you need to get there. But, but knowing your heart, being honest with what your heart is like right now is important. Some of you may have hardened hearts, right? Your first defense is, is to just to, to harden up and not let anybody in. Some of you have complete open hearts where you let everybody in and your feelings get hurt and, and you, you go just full on with that. What condition is your heart in? What is the condition of your heart? It's important for you to do a heart inventory. It's important for you to really think about where your heart is. Do you have a heart that is full of jealousy? Or do you have a heart that is gentle and loving? Know what you're working with. Know your heart. Know your heart. It's important because your heart reflects your relationship with God. We gain wisdom from our relationship with God, and in return, God <clears throat> will reform our hearts. With our wisdom that we gain from God in the relationship with God, we will have our hearts transformed. We may have a jealous and bitter heart right now. We may have a closed heart and a, and a broken heart, but God can reform those things when you know God. When you know God, your heart can change, and you can know your heart. Think about this, and I really, really want you to think about this. If somebody were to describe your heart, what would they say? If somebody were to describe your heart, what would be said? What would be said about your heart? Would it say that that you're all in? Would it say that you have a a foundation of kindness? Would it say that that sometimes you're jealous? 
Let's say sometimes you're bitter and angry. Let's say that, that your heart is broken. Let's say that your heart is heartened. Scripture says, and it's important to really think about this, that you can identify a tree by its fruit. So um, by my grandmother's house, there's, there's these huge roads that you can take. They have lots and lots of orchards and, and things like that in California. It's just a great farmland. In fact, um, in your, the, a lot of the strawberries that you get are from um, Oxnard, California. Go check your label. Um, but there's lots and lots of different trees, and one of my favorite things to do is to drive around those fields. Um, there's a highway. It's not like I'm in a farm. Um, but in, down the highway, and you smell different smells, and you see different things, and then there's the trees. And you look out there, and you, you can see what the trees are by, by these big yellow things hanging from the trees. You know that that's a lemon tree, right? Or you can go by, and there's avocado trees, and, and there's orange trees and grapefruit trees. You can identify a tree by its fruit. What kind of fruit are you producing? What kind of fruit are you producing? Think about what that looks like. Tonight you have index cards in your seats, and um, we had an honest conversation as staff. It's kind of an epiphany, uh, if you will, and um, we have lots and lots of people that come and sit in these chairs week in and week out, and uh, we know your name. We, we hope to know your name if we don't know your name already, but um, as you come up the stairs, we're like, yes, they're here, and, and we see you. We have you play the game. Uh, we know that you go to certain breakout groups, um, but, but I really, to be honest, don't know if I really know you. And it's hard, right? There's, there's one of me and there's, there's lots of you. And there's, there's even just a handful of us as staff members, but there's still lots of you. So tonight we want to get to know you. We want to take some time. Jackson's going to come up here and play a song. And, and this card is an opportunity for us to get to know you. It's a blank card and there's no direction other than I want to get to know who you are. So use your pen and, and just write down things that you want me to know about you. You can write your name. You can write, um, something's going on in your life. Hey, I need you to know that this is going on in my life right now. It could be, hey, this is what I like to do for fun. It could be, hey, this is what's on my mind. But this is a card for me to get to know who you are. And after this song and before we dismiss, you'll have an opportunity to place them in a basket as you leave tonight. So just take this card, take this moment, and just write down who you are. You can put your name, you can put your contact information. If you want us to start following you on Twitter or on Instagram, you can put um, that on there, that information. Whatever you want us to know, whatever you want us to know, this card is an opportunity for us to get to know you. So put whatever information you need on there, and we would love to pray for you. We'd love to know more about you, so, so just know that.